You are the man now, dog. 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 Welcome to the Man Dog Pod. It's the Improvident Conversation Podcast with me, Dan Lippert, and uh, my co-host, Ryan Rosenberg. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Dan. What's happening, bud? Oh, not too much. How are you? I'm doing all right. Happy Tuesday to you. On... And a happy Tuesday to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, happy New Year. I don't, is this going to be our first episode of the New Year? I don't know. Or no, our second. But anyway, happy New Year to everybody out there. Happy New mm. Year to you. Yes, that's right. And just to get it out of the way, if you want to check out more of this wonderful podcast, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash you're the man now dog. We got video of all of our episodes as well as two man episodes with Dan and I and other great extended episodes of our guests here, which we have two of today. Which we do have two of today. Uh, and so let's bring on and talk to them. Um, we'll start with our new guests so you can get used to each of their voices. I like one at a time. You hear a voice and you go, okay, now I know which is which. So let's start with, he's never been on the show anymore uh, before. Anthony and Tavenick were happy to have him for the first time and never again, apparently. Hello, it's me, Anthony Tavenick. Famous Ray Romano impersonator, Anthony Tavenick. Uh, Just get used to that voice, now you know who Anthony is. My wife is a former Scientologist. Um, uh, Hi, it's me. Hello. Is Is that true about... The Ray Romano yeah. wife? No, the TV wife. Wasn't uh, she the one who like, did the documentary series, Leah Remini? I thought that was oh, Kevin wait, James. 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 Show? Yeah. Oh, that's Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same fucking show. Aren't they? Aren't they the same show, basically? Yeah, uh, old parents that live downstairs or next door or something like that. Yeah. Don't they both have parents? Don't they both have, like, a dope husband and a, <laughs> a like, sexy wife who, like, is understanding. Yeah, I think that maybe the sensibilities of Raymond are a little more Jewish than yeah, uh, Kevin James. Uh, uh, I don't no. know that I would. Wait, Kevin James isn't Jewish? <laughs> Kevin James isn't a big Jew? <laughs> so that's my voice. There's my voice, and I've never been on the show. And yes, those are the two facts everyone needs to know. And you know this next guest's voice because he has been on the show, and this is the only place... You listen to voices. John Gemberling. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? Welcome. (laughs) You remember this voice. (laughs) Absolutely. How could we forget it? Uh, Now, John and Anthony, y'all probably know if you listen to this show from all, well, all things comedy, really, Um, but especially their new show, The Phony and Collie Show, uh, which I've been listening to and I'm a big fan of. You have? uh, Happy to have Wait, them you both do? on. You've been oh, listening. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow! What's your favorite part? What's your favorite uh, part? my favorite part? I was telling Ryan this because, like, I relate to you guys a lot, and like, as another two improv guy podcast, like, there's a lot that you talk about that uh, I relate to. But a thing that I envy about you guys is you're good friends who like are really able to like 
have confrontation and accept it and move on, like talk to each other about how you feel about things. And I am like so confrontation averse. I'm so scared of bringing up anything that bothers me ever. And so it's like nice to hear. I hope it's uh, (laughs) you do have a strong relationship in real life. It's like for me, I appreciate hearing you guys being like, uh, oh, you did this and it bothered me and have those conversations out and kind of move on without it being like this is a problem forever now. I am scared. We were just talking the other day. I, 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 I yeah. mean, confrontation, bringing up issues like is a fear, like a fear trigger for me. Like knowing that I want to have that conversation, it like consumes me and like my mm-hmm. heart rate goes up and, and I can't do it with, with necessarily everybody. But I know that, I mean, Anthony is somebody that like, you know, as much as we have disagreements or or get on each other's nerves sometimes, like I do know that he can hear that in a conversation. Like I know that he'll listen to me and like have the conversation that he's interested in having those conversations. So that's wow important. <laughs> yes, know. it's true. I would say I'm more confident. I'm more the person who's like, let's lose my mind. I'll lose my mind on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm more willing to do that. But I think that the good thing is that we balance each other so we both can be in the testing space of confrontation. Uh, but then uh, just, yeah, we had a conversation recently that I think the best part of, I think, of that, of our friendship is that even this long into it, we grow from it in little moments where we sort of talk about something and I'm able to realize the the way that I am uh, maybe being too over overtly aggressive, or uh, I can listen, and knowing that John is probably more fright uh, uh, concerned about sort of bringing something up. <laughs> good safe, good frightened, safe, frightened of me. <laughs> no, but like, but but it is good because it's like I think that is the value of a a good friendship. And we've said on the show before is like part of a good friendship to me is, and the delineating line between a friendship and someone you can't stand is whether you enjoy the idiosyncrasies of someone that you're friends with. Like, you know, if, if, if you, you, someone could have the same map of like things that they do and they're a personality you don't enjoy. And you'd be like, I fucking can't stand that person. But a person you really enjoy could have the same idiosyncrasies. You'd be like, ah, I love them. I love this. And so on. And I think it's 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 an interesting uh, dynamic that like part of friendship is the things you love that you don't like about somebody. You know what I mean? Totally. That you sort of uh, that bother you. Yeah. I know I bother John immensely. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what are your favorite parts about our podcast? Uh, well, I love the little, <laughs> I love the little Twitter videos. I watch every little Twitter uh, Twitter promo. Those are fantastic. You do? I do. I, I sure do. do. I work very hard on them. Anthony constructs those. They're fantastic. Th- those are really hard, like surprisingly hard to make anything with uh, captions. Uh, yes. Like, timing it out yeah. and, you know, like, because for me, I like the captions to like, hit the comedy, not just be a yes. little caption on there. And so you really, it's like a little meticulous. Yes. Well, the Adobe suite, which is <laughs> something I pay for, 
Whoa. <clears throat> which is why everyone should listen to the phony and Collie show. So we get some ad fucking revenue. Um, that, uh, uh, they, they have a caption thing that kind of works, but you still need to go in and tweak it. So it will delineate between speakers and it will automatically place it in the timeline, but then it usually fucks up a lot. So you have to like tweak it, but it, I love it. Cause I learned, I, you know, I'm like someone who always wished in a way I was an editor and like an effects person, but I don't have the actual patience to do that. Mm-hmm. So I do After Effects and Photoshop, I mean, a Premiere and like learn on the fly so that I can do different like uh, cool things. So like I, I, I like doing it because it's, it's fun to sort of build, build those things. It takes so much time. That's the crazy thing is how much time, like a small After Effects, like very minor roll in, like our tag, the phony and Collie tag on those promos probably took me two days to make to like actually get everything to do what I wanted correctly. Man. So. Yeah. I like, I feel like Ryan and like of my friends, you're like the more like curious, like you'll get on a YouTube and like watch how to do a thing. And I right. need that friend to then tell me how to do it. Cause I get, <laughs> I, I turn into like a five-year-old when I'm like w- trying to learn a new thing. And if I don't figure yeah. it out right away, I get so frustrated mm-hmm. and I'm like, I guess I'm stupid and I don't get anything. And I'll never get this. <laughs> and so I need someone to have done it all and been like, here's the list of how you, like my whole desk setup is just Ryan emailed me his desk setup. Like <laughs> Roger. What's a desk set? Roger. Roger. Yes. Uh, what? NASA. What? NASA is ready to hear our presentation on this new deep space satellite. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I was, and uh, I, I know you're like buried in your buried in whatever you're listening to, but like they're ready for us now. All right. I'm, I'm, okay. I'll turn it off. I apologize. I'm gonna take out my buds. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I, so I really think that this is our shot. Okay. To, to, to get the funding to, release this satellite, we're going to be able to see not just the origin of the universe, we're going to be able to see before the universe. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what you told me. Now, you watched all the shit on it, right? Because right. I'm I'm counting on the information you've given me. Well, why are you pushing the meeting so fast? You're, you're pushing uh, for the meeting so quick and you don't know anything about it. Because it's all about the money, honey. I mean... <laughs> You know, you know how much money we're going to get to skim off of this bloated NASA budget? I mean, this satellite's going to cost like what? 2 3 million to actually make. We're going to get like maybe 3 billion. Yeah, but the point it's, is we're going to get to see to the beginning of the universe, to before yeah, what yeah. we ever th- What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. It's not about the money. When I met you on my teen sex island <laughs> 10 years ago. I was okay, over there. I told you, yeah, okay. <laughs> I told you in my temple that I wanted to be the part, I wanted to be a part of the, of, of the greatest moments in human history, but I don't want much to do with it because I can't pay attention. All right. All right. Like, who are you? You're my science guy. You're my guy. You're my science guy. Gentlemen. And you know science. Oh, yes? NASA will be ready to see you in five. Four, oh, three. No. Do we walk forward? Do we walk into the room? No, no, what do we do? Do we walk? What do we do? Uh, hello. Oh, hey, God. Sorry, I thought we were gonna get uh, thrust, thrust somewhere. 
No, no, <laughs> that's just the NASA countdown. And gentlemen, we are very excited for the presentation. I think the thing we're most looking for is uh, a co-understanding of what you're about to explain to us. Yes, we're uh, very happy that you entered our orbit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really like all the theming that you guys do here. It's really cool how you incorporate the space vibe into all aspects of the business. Yes, and so does wear- Lieutenant Anderson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You guys are in flight suits. I mean, you're administrators, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it it just it gives everyone the feel of being around NASA. It's like how you watch a movie and they're all speaking in Russian accents. Even though it's English and it's like, do we need to? It's the feel, you know? Right. Well, it it feels great. It feels great. And we have got an amazing presentation for you today that we both fully understand. Absolutely. Now, everybody Um, knows about the mm -hmm. Big Bang. And everybody thinks that's where it all began. But with our new telescope, you're going to be able to see back further than that. Yeah, way back. Like before even young Sheldon. (laughs) Yes, way before young Sheldon, pre-Big Bang, the energy masses that smack together to create the bang, we've seen back that far. I just want to clarify that you're both talking about the same Big Bang, the the TV show, or... Yeah, the the woman who breastfed her kid till, you know, he was like 14, she's in it. Well, technically, my partner's right. We are going to go back further than the Big Bang Theory on CBS... Further than how I met your mother, further than even Murphy Brown, to the oh. very beginning of time. Sure. So yeah. uh, yes, uh, well illustrated. I think you got us to basically the late to mid eighties with those examples, and and now even further than that. I I, I um I, I myself am not a pop culture kind of guy. I know you guys sent oh. over a lot of examples from the TV show Devs. Which uh, That's right. uh, uh, I, I wasn't incredibly familiar with, but uh, did you get it? Yeah, did you understand what it was all about? I, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, um, power is corrupted by human emotions. Maybe exactly. <laughs> We're more <laughs> space guys, though. We'd prefer if you kept your references to sort of space type of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, as you know, my name is Ichabog. Joenfeld, and I am a multi-billionaire with roots in many different political power centers. Mm -hmm. And when I uh, met Dr. Rygor, (laughs) I uh, knew I had a visionary in my midst. Space and time are different, Mm. but they're also the same. The Big Bang is when they separated, and before that, they were together. So why don't we take a look? And the way we can do that is by launching a satellite filled with mirrors and computers and a big flashlight, and it will hurtle into space where it will automatically set up with its own little robot arms in a big tent, and it's going to camp out in space and see the past, which is our future days of future past. (laughs) Well, wow, that that really, uh, that alternated between 
uh, informative and uh, interesting and like uh, 11th grade book report. And I, Thank you. Um, I, favorite I, grade, one of my favorite grades. I, I'm happy to hear it. I, for me, it's, that was a tough time. It was obviously junior prom. Oh, yeah, I know. I've been to many. Okay. Okay. And this is uh, this space telescope differs from uh, other space telescopes in that it. Dr. Rigor? Well, this one is actually different because it's not going to orbit the Earth. We're going to shoot it straight out and it's going to continue to uh, move away from Earth for its entirety of its lifespan. I think we've done that. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Could we just have. Five, four, three, two, one seconds to confer with each other. Would you mind? Very good. Of course. Feel free to have some drinks. There's some tang over there and some dried. All right. There's some tang. Yeah, there's some ne- dried Neapolitan uh, ice cream. Ooh, delicious. Thank mm. you so much. Get over here. Um, if you have to use the bathroom, just uh, oh. piss into that tube over there. and uh, <sighs> Perfect. What if we have to shit? Um, <clears throat> shit in, uh, we still, the, the, uh, the astronaut woman who uh, wore the diapers to go uh, kill her ex-boyfriend or something. You can shit into some of her diapers. We have some of those lying around still. Oh, that's old a good diapers? solution. Yeah, her shit old on diapers. Shit? We still have some, uh, some of her So you want us diapers. to shit on shit. Where do you guys shit? On shit? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, excuse me. Get yes. Dr. What? Who's hustling who over here? You're supposed to be the goddamn expert who watched a bunch of YouTube videos about how to launch satellites into space. And you're talking like a... You're talking like some sort of two-bit side hustler. Listen, I... That's my job. I don't know what you want from me. All I did was watch YouTube, okay? That's as far as I got. I'm not an expert expert. I'm a YouTube expert. So what I'm saying will work, but I guess it's already been done if I've watched a video about it, so... God... We've got to get that satellite up there. I need to build an addition to my temple. I think your temple's big enough, if I can be honest. I think. No, it's not. It's not going to hold Morgor. It's not going to hold Morgor. When we summon him, I'm only two more teens away from summoning an earth demon. You know, I, I think our partnership was, I got into this a little fast. Uh, and I'm just wondering if maybe my idea isn't new or real. And I'm and I'm wondering if I should have a relationship with you, you know? No, no, quick. Get on YouTube. Find something new. <laughs> Watch it. Okay. And then regurgitate that in front of them. Okay, okay. Let me see. I'm going to take a shit in this diaper. <laughs> that should buy us some time. Hang on. If these guys do what they say they're going to do, this could be incredible. I mean, this could be exactly the bump we needed for the government funding that we lack. And also, I mean, you could see any piece of time. You could see, I don't know, like your birth or something like that. Or, or you know, your your conception or... Okay, I'm just excited well, to see those little robot arms in the tent. Dr. Ryder, every- I've been listening to them talk. Yeah. Don't worry. You could pretty much say whatever the fuck you want. Okay. They don't know okay. what they're talking about either. Okay, okay, okay. okay. See you. <laughs> uh, okay. I got pretty scared in that space stuff. That is an area that I am uh, that I know almost nothing about. I've got little interest in outer space. 
<laughs> is that true? You're really? uninterested in space? Not not so much that I would say stop talking about it, but just I feel like I have not uh, done any any research or shown any curiosity, so I just don't know much about it. Oh my god, I love space. What's better I... than space? <laughs> what's <laughs> Earth, hey, what's right in front of us, baby? <laughs> Earth. No, I want this space stinking moldy rock full of disease and <laughs> yeah. life and sweaty people and hairy things. Space Earth's is just, over, baby. It's clean. It's <laughs> the temperature's nice. It's not no humidity. The temperature's no unlivable. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool. You freeze and explode, right? Isn't if that you the- got the right balance of vacuum and like, you know, pressure, you get a nice cool room. Yeah. <laughs> Would it's you guys a- go live on uh, the next, whatever the next thing is, Mars or a moon colony? No. 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 no I'd be horrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have if to they just- found a habitable planet, like if they found like a new habitable planet and, and we could get there, I would do that. Mm-hmm. But after people set up, like I, they, other people would have to go set it right. up. Get it to where like a Four Seasons could be there, and then I'd go. <laughs> you don't want to go to a new planet, but back into the Stone Age. No, I have no interest yeah. in that. And also, you know that first group of people are going to like fucking kill each other. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I have for like five years had this like deep fantasy of going to a cabin by water and haven't even been able to accomplish that. I'm like too scared to interrupt my life to do that. So I think it's like the next planet is not going to happen for me, <laughs> like the next civilization. I have too much claustrophobia, so I could never go up in a capsule or anything. That would freak me mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I like don't on know a how, plane, I freak out. I don't know how they go up for a year in the space station. They're up there for like a year. They start to go blind. Right. They, they, they go like, blind? They somehow do. zero gravity... Uh, affects your eye so something with your eyes it starts affecting like your your eyes or ability to like focus or whatever it starts affecting your blood pressure um because your whole system is based on right the pull of gravity you know it's all like responding our hearts pump at the rate that they pump to a certain extent because they're working with and against gravity if you take that away it, you know, it starts to fuck everything up. Why don't they do, they've depicted in shows for so long and movies now, the whole like centrifugal force, like gravity, grab false gravity creating system. And I've watched a thing where they're like, that does work. Like that's a real thing that would work. Uh, why don't they just fucking build that up there? <laughs> it just would like be, build that. It would be a thing that you're in, in space that spins and makes it earth-like. Yeah, the yeah. It, the the thing spins at a rate that creates gravity within the 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 pod that you're in. I have no idea. But I, like, build that. <laughs> like, I couldn't. I, I I couldn't even like guess. At, like my first guess would be like it, you just can't send it to space. It's too expensive or too hard to test or something like that. I don't know. I think you'd well, have to build is, it in space. You'd have to build it in space, and we're not there yet. And we won't be because the Russians are going to start destroying and knocking satellites into each other, and we, then we're going to be in a whole new chaotic mess. Wait, why are they going to do that? <laughs> uh, because their aim is to try to take out our telecom satellites. So they've been launching debris into space 
in the different orbit patterns of, of satellites. They've already done it, two tests where they've successfully destroyed a satellite. Well, why do they want to do that? Because they're agents of chaos. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> I mean, that's all they got. They have no power. They have no money. They All they have is gasoline mil- and, and, and a huge leftover military, you know, infrastructure from the soviet union what i think about every time that comes up like russia being a problem is i have a very vague memory of like the 2000 whenever romney was running and him like make like yeah yeah and he he said something about how like a big threat was like the russians and And everyone kind of laughed at him and was like no that's from 30 years ago idiot and then they like single handedly figured out how to like take a country down through social media and just like sowing yeah. chaos. And it's yeah. like, oh, maybe Mitt Romney was right about that. And I don't yeah. know. Him and Al Gore are like the big losers that everybody laughed at for their thing. And now they're like sitting back feeling smug. big, boring losers. Big, boring losers who are like, hey, watch out. Everyone's like, shut up, loser. You're boring. They're like, who's this cool dude? He's fun. That's, that's like. Yeah, well, our big mistake was probably after the fall. We were so happy in 1991, like that Soviet Union fell and there was that three-day battle in October in in Moscow where they shelled the Senate building and Yeltsin jumped up on the, the tank. And everyone, I think, in intelligence in the United States at the time were like thrilled. They're like, the Soviet Union collapsed. This is our chance to like put our boot on their neck. And the Bush knew better, believe it or not, to like sort of not do that and try to like, you know, send funding and sort of not allow them to completely collapse. But then the foreign policy over the next 10 years was baiting and switching with the Russians so that we kept expanding NATO, which there was no real need to keep expanding NATO and threatening Russia. And you had Putin as a perfect recipe for a person who said, you know, fuck this, if you're going to do this. We're going to push back. We would, it would have made so much more sense for us to just go, okay, they collapsed. Let's like be pals and, and maintain the two infrastructures that we have built over the last 50 years, which were fucked up the infrastructures, but they were stable and we lost one hand of the clap. And that's why we're here. We're here because of all that. Cause we got too greedy when Russia collapsed. Doesn't Almost it make every you other feel, thing because from that. I like kind of stopped reading about and listening like to like stuff like political stuff because it made me feel so overwhelmed by like oh yeah how much further things go than like what the conversation is in front of us you know like oh, something yeah. like that where it's like ah, nobody's ever going to talk about that on Twitter uh, nobody will no. yeah and it's like so I just had to give up because it was like every piece of political information made me feel so far from like control mm-hmm. of the future of my life that I was like, this is crazy. You can't watch a YouTube huge. video. You can't read a newspaper. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Look up an SLR camera. Yeah. Oh, no, Ryan had to explain to me how to do that. <laughs> no, well, I agree with you in the sense that you, I mean, from what I did for a living, I was knee deep in it. And I do like, I've always loved reading stuff like that as a kid. And, you know, I've always read history or politics stuff, but like in the last two years, I completely jumped out just chain. Like I was almost going to get off Twitter, but I wanted to promote the podcast and stuff. So I just went through it. It took about six weeks 
to unfollow everything that was politics related, then put all my space and science fiction stuff as the follows. <laughs> and now my stuff is just like, check out this satellite. Like, look at this picture of this ancient Greek coin. And but like now the Russians like are it. launching garbage at the satellites. Well, I you mean, wanted I to go read, to space. The Russians are there news. too. <laughs> I still read news, but like not the apoplectic shit that happens now. I can't. And, and when I was in it, it was a nightmare because people think that they want, they like think you want to talk about that. And you're like, yeah. that's the last thing I want to do is talk about fucking Trump or whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, you must love thinking about this all the time. Do you want to talk about it some more right now? And it's like, no, I'm inundated yeah. <laughs> in shit every day. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. Uh, I think I like need things to be right in front of me for me to understand them. Not like right in front of me, but like, like stuff like space or like the ocean or like things that make me feel really small. I think I have like an existential, <laughs> I have an existential crisis almost when those come up. Cause it makes me feel like infinitely meaningless or something like that. You'll uh, never understand. You'll never be able to hold it all in your head at once. Yeah, I think that yeah. that uh, like like I like watching basketball. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> there <laughs> are rules to this I game. It's good and bad. Yeah, and like the other stuff is like when people are talking to me about it, I'm like, that's awesome. This is so fascinating. I wish I was. I could but a like when I read it, I could retain it in a way that like. Anthony just did and like then described it back to us. But I would be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess the Russians are mad at satellites or something now. Uh <laughs> John knows a lot about the ocean. I do. You're always talking about baleen and dolphins and different. <laughs> no, I just you're know a little bit about cetaceans. Citing. Well, is your focus purely cetaceans? And you just made the illusion that yeah, you know like a lot water about mammals. the oceans. Okay. What Why? are cetaceans? That, that's water mammals? I think so. I don't know if a manatee oh is a cetacean. It's like the <laughs> um, vertical, uh, uh, horizontal tail. You know, fish have a, a vertical tail. Water mammals, cetaceans have the vertical tail and like a dorsal <laughs> fin. And they're smart. And they're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, and and are you dating one of them? Is that <laughs> and they're pretty. Uh, um, I don't know how much to believe it, but I do love those stories of like old 1600s, uh, like Australian sailors thinking that um, sea cows were mermaids mm -hmm. and like being like, I just saw the hottest mermaid. <laughs> no, it was a woman. I swear it was a woman. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's I've been reading Moby Dick for a couple years now cuz it's just like <laughs> it's good but it's hard to get through. But like yeah, uh uh I mean just think of like as as unknowable as space is to us now. I mean just think about the ocean, you know before there was submersibles or cameras or, you know, it's just rumor. It's just like one, you know, ship that sees like a whale and is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like we saw a big thing out there, like a sea monster, you know, yeah. like you go like, oh, well, sea monsters don't really exist. It's like whales and, you know, 
colossal squids, but it's like those are sea monsters, you know? <laughs> right. I was yeah. right. We're both right. That is a sea monster and you call it a whale. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like supernatural. I guess I guess it's easy to like put like a supernatural uh bent on it if you don't know what it is, but like yeah. I mean, imagine finding like you know, in the Middle Ages discovering like a Tyrannosaurus Rex <clears throat> jaw, you know. Yeah. How's that not a dragon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, well that's crazy to I mean, of course, there was even more fossils around back then because they hadn't all been discovered, right? It's it's weird to me. I was like, yeah, oh, all the fo- like- all the fossils have now been discovered. <laughs> I hope so. I sure hope. <laughs> but many more than whatever hundreds of years ago, they 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 were probably stumbling upon dragon heads and being like, I don't know. It seems like we know more about history than they did, but they were closer to it. You know what I mean? Well, but I only think- by a you know an infinitesimal uh, amount of time on the on the grand scale. Yeah. Well, there's also like the satellite scans now where they can see the infrared scans of like ruins that they, you know, all these buried ruins that only from the air you can realize that, oh, there was like a town here and it's barely visible. And a lot of these discoveries have just been made in the last like 10 years wow. because they have new resonant imaging that can like go down into the soil to determine, you know, that there's structures there. And then you realize like, oh, so... We're talking things that are like four, five, six thousand years old that are buried, you know, just enough under that we don't even see it. So that means then, you know, they they made a discovery recently of an area that was essentially mechanical, like a place where, you know, they were processing animal bones and meat and all this like a butchery. But it's like six thousand years or 8,000 years old. So it's like 6,000 BC. There's not supposed to be anything like that at that time. But now they're, you know, supposing, well, of course, they'd have a stone structure for the most important thing and probably wood structures for everything else. And that's gone. Now people they thought were nomadic were not nomadic. They actually were living in cities that they just didn't know existed. So then you consider the Ice Age. Think of all the stuff that was on ice shelves or on areas that were considered solid land for thousands of years, that then within, they now think maybe even matter of hours just collapsed and completely dissolved. So our concept of what human history is or the how far back we were organized is is like a total guess. Right. Like, it's just a guess. You know, they, they say like, no, it's impossible. They were hunter-gatherers 10,000 years ago. But all the evidence says that that's that some people were, but not all. There were organized uh, structures. Well, the Ice Man, you know the the one of Comments. those Ice Mans. They do. Who like uh, yeah, he, the Ice Man. He was fucking <laughs> jerking off. He was fucking coming crit ice crystals. Um, no, this guy, this fucking Ice Age guy who got preserved in the snow or whatever. But he was like. Uh, going, he he was on some sort of journey, and they think he was being pursued or something because they could tell from the contents of his stomach that plants he had eaten, like the layers of stuff that he had eaten in his stomach, were like plants from like one part of this hill 
that and then plants that would only have grown like farther up the mountain and then back down. They could tell like he had eaten like one group of plants before the other. And then he like so they could sort of chart like that he was going up and down, sort of winding his way. And then he was like killed with an arrow. It was either like he had a head injury and an arrow wound. And he was clutching <laughs> a, I believe it was an axe made of bronze, which was would have been before what they considered to be the Bronze Age, which so it would have been like initial bronze, you know, like one of the one of the earliest bronze fucking pieces, which means it would have been like, you know, it's essentially the similar to like having an iPhone in the 1860s, you know, (laughs) like this would have been like a highly valuable coveted thing, which means he either stole it or was some kind of royalty, but whoever killed him, whoever put the arrow in him, why wouldn't they have taken it? It was like, it's this whole like insane mystery that also upends like our ideas of what happened when in history. Uh, Fellas, uh, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. We've been out here for I don't know how many days. I don't think people are going to find us. For me, it's time to start thinking about posterity when they find my body here, you know. Um, posterity? The way I'm going to be seen, the way I'm going to be remembered, I mean. Just you? Sorry? Just you? Well, I mean, I don't want to force you to be thinking about whatever. But for me, it's like, I got to cut out all the beef we've been having out here. Uh, I know it's all we have is dried beef, but I I think I'm going to start moving more to greens and salads. I I don't want them to think I was some slob out here. We have been subsisting heartily on beef. (laughs) I know. It's great, but it's like, I don't want them to, you know, I don't know what they're going to find. I, I I think I know we're going to be disappointed, but I at least have to pull out of the orgies here. I got to say, no more oh, for me. Man. But it's just Wait, you haven't been pulling out. <laughs> you <haven't>, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. The rule was if we were going to do the orgies, we all had to pull out. I, I'm sorry. I, I used a turn of phrase that, that it specifically was about that rule. No, I've still been pulling out during the orgies, which Thank I don't really you. understand that rule, if I'm being totally honest. I, I, is there a fear of some sort of pregnancy? Well, you don't want it in. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to shit come. Okay, that's all it was. Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right? I was very clear about it from the beginning. So we'll put that, that you and I are similar in a certain way, you know? You don't want that, and I don't want to be remembered as a guy who, within 30 minutes of being stranded, went straight to overeating beef and having copious amounts of sex. It's been 35 minutes that we have been stranded here in the woods. Okay? We have to survive. All right? I know, but I mean, even can we tear up the ground rules? Because, you know, we were five minutes into it, we started making orgy ground rules. And I think that. That and killing really- beef. I mean, we were killing beef fast. <laughs> yeah, we were killing that beef. Yeah, killing, curing, <laughs> preserving. I well, it's. I mean, you know, uh, I'm lucky that I brought this <laughs> air drying 
portable beef air drying system. <laughs> we all thought flight. it was a, a, a irresponsible use of space, and in some ways now. It did weigh down the plane. It did weigh down the plane. <laughs> we do know that a lot of the stuff we brought might be the reason that we're stuck mm-hmm. here. But uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to. Um, uh, Guys, we're a ma- we're an all-male lacrosse team. We were going to go to finals. All right? Now we're here stuck in the woods 35 minutes. We have built a society. We have orgies. We eat jerky. Okay? We have a rule. We pull out. <laughs> And, and what are we going to do? Break that apart? I've been meaning to ask. There's a lot of cows around here. Are there cows in the wild? We can't be that far from civilization if there's this many cows. I, I don't know. I mean, I saw a video of like an island somewhere where there's a bunch of pigs because they used to take pigs on boats or something like that. And then yeah, they I've left seen the pigs that. There. And then you can go yeah, there and pig. frolic with them in the waves. But. Yeah. Pig boat island. <laughs> it might just be that we're on like cow island, you know, and the, and this is an old, uh, you know, well, stop along. Let's run it down. Let's run it down. We took off. We took off from Teterboro. And we were in the air about six minutes. <laughs> The plane completely lost <laughs> lost its its balance and the tail ripped off. We crashed. That's seven minutes. Now we've been here thirty five. So I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's any way that we're near civilization. The timing just doesn't work out. I think we need another rule for the society. I feel like we're going to be here for the long haul, and I think we need to set some more ground rules. The orgies are great. The beef has been awesome so far, (laughs) and I just think we need to, like, what else are we going to do? Thank you. It's been so awesome. Thank you. So why do we need more rules? I mean, we've been in 35 minutes. We've already had seven rules meetings. Well, if I'm honest, I'm getting a little bit bored. You know, there's no entertainment. (laughs) I just had one. I just had one, I feel like. All right. I am pretty raw. I think I might shoot blood if we do it again. Yeah. So we could take a break. We can do other way. By by the way, (laughs) we can we can get each other off in ways that's not just like raw, unlubricated fucking. (laughs) Can't we? Because that is going to that is going to get old. I mean, if we do, could we at least not write that down? I don't want people to know that, like, so quickly we had to figure out new ways to pleasure each other. I, I'm going to write, you know, you guys make your what own orgy so rules. You're so ashamed of. I think everything we've done here, I mean, we've gotten so base. You're a, you're a professional lacrosse player. <laughs> it doesn't get any worse than that. <laughs> We're stranded, okay? You dedicated We're stranded. your life to nets on sticks. <laughs> We're stranded somewhere in what used to be New Jersey, okay? And we don't know if it's ever coming back. So I think it's time to start doing cave paintings. We need to start putting culture on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like culture. I like culture. Okay, I'm down for some paintings and see that that, that we're not so one-dimensional lacrosse players. We oh, have- I just had an idea for a painting. So this is. So let's you. go to the cave. The, yeah, come on, come on. Okay, let's all. I have. I had these crayons in my bag. Of course, I always travel. I'm just going to bring the beef backpack just in case it's Please. a lot of okay. something we think is going to be. Please. All right. All right. Well, so here's my idea. It's you bent over, right? Here okay. we go. It's you bent over, and then who's Beautiful. this walking up right behind you? All of the rest Wreck, of us. It looks like based on your drawing. <laughs> okay, that was me. I okay. I look like Shrek. That's fine. 
I'm just saying you're drawing does. <laughs> no, can't we do something artistic, you know, like two guys? T- what's the thing where the two guys touch fingers, you know? Uh, Adam and The big famous thing where the two guys are touching fingers. <laughs> From the Sistine Chapel? Yes. Chapel? Yes. You want to be Michelangelo, the most revered artist in history? Well, I'm writing this down because we're not going to have history. This is a new civilization, a new society. That's right. I'm going to record everything. John, you are our sage now. What you remember is all we'll know of society. Wait, John is? He's the biggest stoner of the group. <laughs> his, his long-term memory is At not At least I could good. think of the Sistine Chapel. Okay. All you had was two guys touching fingers. One of them's God, and one of them's Adam. Yeah. Two guys? Really? Yeah. One of them's God? God? Yeah, it's guy the, with the beard. Birth of man, dawn of man, whatever. Birth of Adam, whatever I the no fuck idea. it's called. Okay. I think yeah, I need another piece of beef. Pass me the beef bag. All right. We're running out. I want to hunt more cows this afternoon. If we have the the opportunity to restart our civilization, can't we do it without all the bullshit, all the negative self-talk, all the judgment? We don't need history. We don't need to worry about our image. If we're four dudes who want to eat beef and fuck each other and draw it on the walls, let's just accept that about ourselves. We don't know if anyone's coming. Maybe no one will ever discover us. Yeah. When we die, our bodies will be dragged off by wolves, probably. Or cows. Raised by wolves. Raised by wolves. Trampled in cows. coming out in February. I'm not going to get to see it. (laughs) Oh, God. Things I already missed. Frankly, that's that's the thing I'm happy that we can be done with, is you describing Raised by Wolves episode by episode to me. I'm glad that that's going to be gone. Build a campfire. Build a campfire. This is the time. The time for me to become a shaman storyteller and retell... (laughs) great streaming programming to you do we have to start with raised by wolves yes and then we'll move on to uh ooh, i don't know ooh. station yeah what i, I was just gonna say i really miss below deck that that uh oh, Bravo bravo's show. below deck <laughs> yeah. which one do you want mediterranean or mediterranean or? absolutely i could tell you all about mediterranean <laughs> well <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a love letter to a lost love, so that people know that I was romantic and forlorn and emotionally distraught by this crash, you know. And then I was a, a poet who didn't didn't get expressed in my time. A, a poet hey. who didn't get expressed in my time. Yo, who's in my cave? <laughs> Yo, hello. Oh no, who's in my fucking cave? Uh, excuse us, uh, sir. Hi, my name's. Joe fucking Gorga, what the fuck are you doing in my cave? This is Whoa. my property. Joe Gorga from New Jersey Housewives? Yeah, yeah. Now I do stand-up, all right? Don't forget it, all right? I got to get the poison out of me. That's my that's my fucking punchline for everything. It is? My beautiful wife, Melissa. Well, we just crashed here. We, we just started a new civilization. We crashed out of Teterboro, and... Um, we don't know if anybody's coming ever, so... Uh, well, I'm coming right here, and I'm saying, get the fuck off my property. This is my cave, okay? This is where my kids play, all right? And I don't have time for this. I don't need you people on my fucking property. 
Hey, man. Hey, we mean no. Let, we have a peace offering for you. Yeah! Oh! 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 My fucking chest! Hey, oh! Oh! my god! Oh my god! You killed him! You killed Gorga or whatever! <sighs> okay. Find me tonight. Find Jersey meat. Okay. Well, it, sound, it sounds like we're in civilization. I mean, if we're at his house, basically. It's time to eat human meat. We have to run this, out of beef. We have to make this look like. I do we want to try and run out of beef. <laughs> we have so much beef. We will run out of beef. And our only choice was to eat ourselves or to eat someone who comes along. And this Gorga is one of the beefiest, oh my. meatiest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Scene. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I got so he has a catchphrase. He does stand up and he says, I gotta get is the poison like he's an alcoholic. Well, he, he does say I gotta get the poison out of me on the show, but he's talking about how he has to come in Melissa Gorga. Um, oh, Jesus, Jesus but Christ. he is but his stand up is something I've just discovered. Oh, it's sweet then. <laughs> it's sweet. His stand up is something I've just discovered that he started doing, which is he does stand up now all around New Jersey. Mm. It's apparently his new career path. God, can you imagine? Do you think going- it'll work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he you know what? I think much like Luann, he will have just a built in audience of people right. who will come see them. Right. I mean Luann like Evenings with the Countess, like, sell out in, like, two minutes. And is she, that's just her going and talking, basically? No, no, she does a full nightclub act. She sings songs and sings uh, her hit, uh, uh, Money Can't Buy a Glass. And then she brings up other housewives. So she does, like, comedy in the (laughs) in-between, some housewives stories, and then she sings songs. I I bet people love it. I bet people eat it up to go see it. love it. Cabaret. I saw Joy Behar once in Las Vegas, (laughs) (laughs) and she just read email chains. She read like uh, like jokes about George W. Bush that like your your mom would forward you, literally off of like a piece of paper. (laughs) I did a benefit with Joy Behar uh, out in Long Island for Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas, and like. All these people were in the audience that were all Whoa. like, you know, people who are like, you know, the sort of act blue figures, you know, of the world. Right. And I, she was going to interview me as Trump. And uh, we had known from the writer's room about how Trump, there's a rumor that Trump after sex would show his interview on Phil Donahue to women. <laughs> we had this from a reputable source that this actually happened, that he had coitus and after the disappointing coitus was like, now check me out on Donahue. And then they just laid in the bed and he, he had a watched and he had a tape that they put on. <laughs> and so Joy was like, let's just stick to this. And I, what, uh, what's her name from uh, Kirby Enthusiast? Susie Essman was on, was there on the side. And I like, she was like doing the setups and I was like doing the like, you know, very surface, like, you know, what your boomer parents want Trump sort of like I'm orange and, and I was playing along cause joy invited me to do it. But then at one point I couldn't help it cause Donahue was in the audience and I just like interrupted joy and she looked like, what are you doing? And I was like, Phil, I was like, Phil, remember when I was on your show 
And like Phil Donahue's like, yeah. And I was like, I show that tape to everyone I fuck. <laughs> Act blue. <laughs> and like people like enjoyed it. Donahue laughed at it, but Joy was like, what? She was like, back on script, Donald. And it was like, it was like I was in trouble with like she my mom. She did not enjoy. <laughs> she did not enjoy Behar that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let's do a let's do a voicemail. What do we think? Let's do a voicemail. That sounds great. Great. I'd like to request a voicemail. All right. I'd like to request a voicemail. (laughs) Like a I'd like to call my father. (laughs) Uh, Do you mean phone a friend, or do you just need to call your dad? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Phone a friend. We should add that to Johnny's game that you can call your father. You can call your own father and ask him. <laughs> Maybe your dad will know this 20-year-old like pun on a <laughs> Oh yeah, his John's puns are worn out. No, no, they're has fresh. Been puns. They're new. Uh, <laughs> All right, this is Great. from Quinn. Oh. Hi guys. I'm a doc- um, big fan oh. of the show. My name's Quinn from Salt Lake City. Um when I was in college, I went to UC Davis, and there's a student-led um, bus driving organization. So, you know, you got college kids driving buses for the city and the school. Um, I thought I had an I had an empty bus. There's a way to – you can talk on the microphone and set the speakers inside or outside. Uh, I thought my speakers were totally inside, so I'm just thinking to myself, like anyone does in the car, but – you know, with the microphone. Um, <laughs> there was a commercial back in the day. It was Johnson's Kids Shampoo, and I was singing that out loud. Um, <laughs> something like, everybody is a star. Everybody is a star. You're a star. You're Johnson's Kids. Um, something like that. Uh, unbeknownst to me, the speakers were on the external setting, so I'm pretty much blasting this uh, around town. <laughs> was heading back to campus and the football team was practicing outside and you know they're all stretching and stuff and bending over and all of a sudden they started looking at me and I said on the mic, What what are they looking at? And then I realized what happened, but uh <laughs> yeah, it's kinda kinda silly. But okay, love the show. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Quinn. Wow. Uh, Quinn just a clarity on the story. Quinn went to a place where you could rent a bus. I guess that you she was Davis, a bus driver. You could drive buses as students for like people in the Davis community. Hmm. Okay, you like okay. I think. Okay, just wanted to get that clear. Yeah, why she was in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Were other people in the bus? Uh, no, no, I think she said she thought bus. it was empty. She's empty. Okay. You know, there's some people. Or not some people, just a lot of people like live out loud like that. Like her being like, what are they looking at? And stuff like that. I don't do that. Everything that goes through my brain stays in my head and not out of my (laughs) mouth unless I'm around people talking to them. But like I know some people who walk around their house and talk to themselves and have little conversations with themselves. My my wife talks to herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You uh, don't sing? You don't sing? No. Do you? Do you have a pet? I do, yeah. Do you talk to the pet? Not really. I I started doing it more on like road trips when she's anxious to like just see if that helps. But I don't go like, oh, Stella, who's that at the door? Like I just heard Guillermo del Toro on WTF and he said he has like a 
uh, statue that every time he walks by it, he's like, I wonder who's at the door now. And he'll like talk to it and be like, who do you think that is? Or what's going on today? And he says good morning uh, to it. I don't do no, that. No, I do that. Yeah. I talk to the dog. I talk to the dog all the time. Is that a thing, like an energy you grew up around? Maybe it just wasn't happening in my house, and that's why. Like, Well, we had a parrot growing up. You got My mom parrot. had a parrot, <laughs> and so the parrot talked. So I had an animal that you actually could talk to. So there was that. Um, How was his vocabulary? Did he know a lot of words? He was pretty limited in his words. It was more like, you <laughs> it was know. was a parrot. Eat. It was an eat. <laughs> I love birdie open the door. It was like things like that, like instructions. And then he did a lot of clicking and things that were, cause I grew up my whole life around him that the were his like language his like bird language. So you, I could click in a sequence to him and I could learn what he was doing in bird language, basically. <laughs> so if I wanted him to eat, I could make a sound and he would know that it was time to eat. Uh, so that was what I grew up around <laughs> and I was alone. I was an only child. So I would like talk to the bird all the time because my mom was at work. So it was just me and the fucking bird. <laughs> I don't understand not checking the settings. I don't get that. People are like, Oh, I put the, my, I put the speakers. On. It's like, you know, the, it's like, oops, I'm so embarrassed. It's like, you know that like either the speakers are in the bus or they're out of the bus. And if you're going to start singing Johnson's Baby Wipes, <laughs> one of two things is going to happen. I think you'd hear it inside the bus. I mean, maybe it's both. Like maybe it can come out oh, of yeah. both. But like, right. I'm just such a double checker. I like, if I'm going to do something that's like, I'm maybe, you know, this setting like matters in terms of me embarrassing myself, you know, yeah. if you're singing into a microphone, you're going to check the output. Or you really subconsciously wanted that attention. Yeah. Like subconsciously, you knew what was going on. You wanted everyone to hear your Johnson and Johnson's baby song, <laughs> but you want to have an intellectual or an, an ego out to say that it was embarrassing for you because it got embarrassing. I Cause the whole football, those, ripped football players bending over <laughs> showing their tight asses on the side, you know? And I, I have a very specific memory. This isn't exactly what you're saying, but in middle school of seeing a, a girl that I had a crush on watching us play basketball. And for some reason, my thing to get attention was to see her and then immediately pretend I had a big ankle injury, like go <laughs> like huge. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> And I've always wondered why it wasn't my instinct to play basketball well in front of her. <laughs> Maybe I'd go sit by her with a broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> no, Did you actually hurt your ankle or was it completely made It was made purely up? like this was a way for the attention to be on me right now. It was like my immediate, like, <laughs> here's how I know that I will be looked at here. <laughs> I would on the subway talk loudly if something was upsetting me. Like if a person was like on their phone with the sound on, you know, like playing a game and beeping, I'd be like, boy, that's beeping. Like I would like <laughs> say things out loud, but indirectly trying to get like, you know, or like when the train would be really packed, you know, like really packed and you'd get people starting to fight with each other. 
you'd have like two people start to argue and you're like, this could go to fisticuffs. And, you know, so out loud, sort of like facing away, I'd be like, that's enough of that. And I would like yell, I would yell things like that on the, on the, uh, on did the it train. work? Did that deescalate things or, or no? I did one time with my wife, we were on an end train that was so packed and there was a pregnant woman and then the guy behind the pregnant woman and another guy in front of her, they were all jammed in, but those two guys were around the pregnant woman because they were like bumping into each other and they started mouthing off about whose arm was in front of who. And we were stuck and I mean, packed like packed and the guy shoved the other guy and then the other guy reached over the pregnant woman and shoved back. And I see the pregnant woman being like, whoa, 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 you know, but also just it's a sea of people. If these two start rocking and going at it, it's going to force everybody else into like motion. And I, at the top of my lungs, because I learned this from the cops who work, who I used to work at this pizza place and these cops would come in and they said that one of their training was that uh, besides like, you know, killing innocent people was um, that one of the training was in, in de-escalation, you always have to be louder than the people who are loud. So if you want to try to get them to de-escalate, there's an animal thing that if you are louder than them with force, they might cull. And I just was like, I was like, we are not doing this on this fucking train. There's a pregnant woman right there. You two stop it right now. And I had nothing to back it up. I can't fight. I like nothing. I had nothing to back it up. I was frightened when I did it. I was not brave. And they both like just looked at me and I said, cut it out. And they both looked down and then everyone on the train kind of went like, <laughs> like that. I looked at my wife and then for like weeks, I was like, you remember when all those people applauded for me? Do you remember that? And she's like, yes, I do. I was like, I was so brave. Wasn't I so brave? She's like, no, you weren't. And remember all those all those people on the train, Gabare Sidibe, everyone was applauding for me. <laughs> but it was like a moment where I was like, exactly the thing I wanted to have happen happened, right. which was everyone loved me for diffusing the situation. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I relate uh, to that. that a dream. It. Yes, the dream. <laughs> uh, hey, I, uh, I saw what you did on there. Um, yeah, that was really, that was really something. Thanks. That was Thanks. Really something. Well, it was, it was, you know, someone had to do something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone had to do something and, and I knew I had to step up. Um, you know? well, you, you did a great job. And, um, if you have a moment, uh, uh, I'd like to speak to you for, uh, a little bit about it. I mean, you are. All right, great. Let's I just, take you that. Know, we're I mean, in that moment. Great, I mean, I'm great. just saying we're in that moment. Okay, we're cool. in that moment. This is what I love. Direct. Moment. Yes, absolutely. Um, look, I work with kind of an underground group of city vigilantes. Um, oh. We got tired of, you know, not being able to trust the government here to take care of problems and oh, inspired oh. by some of the movies of the day and, and stories. And we decided... You know, it's time for people to take action on our own. And and yeah. I would love for you to come to maybe one of our meetings and, and maybe start working with us a little bit on uh, we, we could really use your confidence, your de-escalation oh. techniques. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have to go. I do have to teach a, a one-on-one class right now. But um, like the freeway? A, what do you mean? A one Or like a level one? Oh, you're a college oh, I mean, teacher. I, no, no, no. I'm a, I'm an improv teacher. Oh, cool. 
cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all right. No, that's great. Way. And yeah, I've always so, wanted to take a class. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, well, you, I mean, you know, yeah, you could. <laughs> well, yeah, if that's, you know, if you want to do that, yeah, uh, that's fine. No, no, I want it. I would love to do this. It's just, let's actually move out. We're sort of blocking everybody if they're great. getting off the train. Let's go over here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, well, yeah, so- I could totally, you know, I could probably cut out. I mean, my boss, Will, uh, is used to me just bailing on classes, so... Okay, because I, I do feel like I have something to offer, and I I agree with you. People are not doing what they need to do. Like pe- people need, we're a community, we're a group of people, we're a society, yeah. And like we depend on each other to, like you know, police each other. Like it's not this just the new, new vigilante. Uh, yeah, talking about him. yeah, this is him. Whoa, yeah. I thought that was a garbage can. <laughs> you got to learn how to blend in. Holy shit. Uh this is Oscar. Ah. Um he, <laughs> he My name's name. Oscar. But I'm happy. <laughs> I'm a happy vigilante. <laughs> oh wow, nice to meet you, Oscar. I'm Tony. Are you in? Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. I, I totally I'm in. I, I, I love this idea. All right, so- we got a new case. Okay. Are we skipping the meeting or are we just... I mean, if this is high priority, Oscar, I'd love to hear the case, you know. It's high priority. Joe Gorga's gone missing out on his (laughs) ranch in New Jersey. (laughs) You're talking about the... the, the, I need to... What is it? I need to get rid of the poison now? Yeah, yeah. Is that new (laughs) stand-up? New stand-up? Joe Gorga? Yeah, that new hot stand-up Joe Gorga. He's gone missing. I, that, okay. Okay. That's, I mean, I'm missing that. That's a big step up for the city vigilantes right now. I mean, Oscar, you just get mad at people for not separating their trash when they throw it away and, uh, and educate them on that. I, I tell people to wash their hands in bathrooms. I give them a stern look or, you know, say, are you, are and, you really not going to wash your hands? And my thing is de like de-escalating crowded subway situations. So uh, I mean, how do these three skills work together to find a missing meat bag? We might, <laughs> we might be the greater than the sum of our parts. And there's more around the city that, you know, on message boards and stuff. It, it might be time to get on the boards and uh, get everyone together to find Gorga. Okay. <sighs> okay, uh, okay. I guess I'll uh, pull out my phone and uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll uh, enter the web address. Oh, you got the new Samsung flip phone. How how do you like the new flip? How do you? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love it. I love the hinge. I love the action on the hinge. (laughs) Do you see a crease on the screen though? Yeah. Like, is there a crease? Yeah, there's a crease. (laughs) But you don't mind that. Now, if you were to if you were to look up Cobra Kai Dojo Master John Crease on that phone, would there be a crease on crease? Um, who is this guy? You sure? You sure this is the guy? (laughs) Look, I mean, we're you know every vigilante, every superhero has their flaws. You know, yeah. My weakness is terrible, terrible puns. (laughs) I will say, as you're trying to look it up, you've got a little trash grease on your fingers, so now we've got grease on the crease while you look for crease. Oh, (laughs) I'm not looking up crease from Cobra Kai. Okay, but if you were, you should. Cobra Kai is really good. It's really, really good. It's a really good. Do show. I have to have seen the most recent Karate Kid movie to get it? 
Uh, I mean, you not really. They basically fill it all in. Oh, good. I've never seen three. I've only seen one and two. And is the Will Smith one canon in the Cobra Kai universe? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. No. Okay. No way. Neither is the one with uh, Boys Don't Cry. What's her name? Yeah, Boys Don't Cry. Uh, Hillary Swank. Swank. All right. I got a... uh, All right. I'm on the message boards here. Apparently, he went missing right near that lacrosse plane crash that happened Wait, that's six the IRC. out of Teterboro. <laughs> that's the IRC. That's the Improv Resource Center run by Kevin Mullaney. <laughs> yes. Wait, there's a whole message board for people to talk about improv, too? Yeah, and apparently your secret thread is just on the irc uh, yeah well, well, that's we, great i don't have to learn a new login yeah we couldn't have to find a place to host it so this uh, this is great i didn't know you found it there do you take classes oscar is that what's happening um yeah i uh well you know yeah i'm uh who, getting who's your, the sketch who, who's your who's your teacher my sky are you sure this is the guy <laughs> This is the guy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just saw him. I saw him de-escalate a fight that would have killed a pregnant woman on, on this train. So yeah, I, I, and I and got a round of applause at the end. Yes, he got. Have you ever been applauded for sorting trash, Oscar? No, but I've been applauded for my uh, scene work. <laughs> like the polite applause that you get at the end of every scene, or actual? Yes, yeah. yes, the polite obligatory applause. <laughs> yeah, well, that's nothing to write home about. <sighs> Look, we can't let improv get in the way of our vigilantism, okay? <laughs> That's true. All right, well, I guess let's call an Uber and go out to uh, New Jersey. Well, let's just get back on the train. <laughs> and go to the path? Yeah. Oh, cheaper. you fucking kidding me. <laughs> then you got to take a bus. All right, fine. We're let's go. We're here. We don't have to swipe again. Okay, true. We don't have to swipe. Although we do have to go to the other side. The, we have to go down. Because we're on the outbound. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just follow your lead on this one, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, come down this staircase. All right. Here we go. And go up this staircase. You see that guy and... playing the saxophone over there? He's one of yeah. us. That's one of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's his power? Uh, bringing beauty to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How we doing? Hey, Sax. Well, you, you've heard of me. Yeah, what's going on? My name is Sax. We going to get this Gorga guy? Cause he, we oh. call him that because he has multiple scrotums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked up the uh, saxophone late to make the nickname make sense because I didn't want everybody knowing what my nickname meant. So. Well, it makes sense that the fat bottom of that sax <laughs> would cover all your multiple sax. Almost, yeah, almost. <laughs> It's too bad because he's a brilliant throat singer, like one of the best in the world, but he he wants to do the Tibetan throat singing? (laughs) Specifically, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty amazing at it, but, you know. Let's hear some. Well, I think I got to put down my... Okay. (laughs) Sorry, let me just warm it up. Hang on. No, though, even the warm-up is beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) It's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You guys, I'm so sorry. This is partially my fault, but we cannot keep getting distracted by art that you do. I'm sorry. I lost my focus. Can you guys, would you guys do a quick crazy ace with me real quick? Sure, of course. Of course. I don't know, but I'll follow you. You're coming too. You're coming. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, okay, I'm warm. I'm warm. I'm warm. Okay. I'm warm. Okay. I thought we'd bingo it after that, you know, where we pull out one of the numbers and then it's silent. And then by the end, it's just a silent crazy eight. Um, man, if you can get one of those, it, there's no more better connection. There is no more better connection. Yeah, you really trade. Here's our trade. Okay. All aboard! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going old timey today. They're train. doing like an old timey theme today. Oh, that's why this is one of those old. It's one of the old train cars. It must be the anniversary of old train cars. <laughs> All right, so when we get out there, what are yeah. we going to do first? Are we going straight into this? Are we just storming the property? Do we know exactly where he's at? What are we doing here? Well, uh, according to this information that Grou- uh, Oscar just sent me, <laughs> um, Happy. it looks like he went missing near a cave on his property. Melissa Gorga has been checked into a overnight mental hospital because she had a complete breakdown. Uh, Teresa Giudice is uh, is uh, walking the perimeter, and um, the Jersey police are nowhere to be found. So my feeling is if we can figure out a way to get by Teresa and then get to that cave, we might find some clues there. Perfect. Hey, ma'am. Hey, ma'am. I was clearly here first, and you took my seat. I was clearly whoa, whoa, whoa. here first, ma'am. Shut up! Shut up! And sit down, you fuck. Sit down over there where there's a seat. And don't harass that woman anymore. And recycle your (laughs) sandwich container. Jesus. Hey, who said that? I did. And I said something. (laughs) And this guy, too. Do you know who you're talking to? Uh, no, asshole. (laughs) Asshole, asshole, I'm the kingpin of this here subway, all right? So you don't go around talking to me that way unless you can back it up. Are you the kingpin of just this car or this line or the MTA in general? The MTA in general, okay? Or are you part of the, are you part of this like anniversary of old trains? No. Yeah, is this a presentation? No, this happened. I'm sorry, in, was this a performance? No, this was 100% against my will, okay? Are you with Charlie Todd? Are you with Charlie Todd? Is this like some fucking improv everywhere thing? No, Charlie Todd works under me, okay? Nobody sits on this subway without pants, without kicking it up to the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to respect your territory. All right? You work here. You respect the kingpin of the subway. Well, I don't work we don't here. Work I'm here. a writer. <laughs> I work for the MTA. If I did, I'd be home right now collecting fucking disability. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of those lazy union fucks. <laughs> you know, we actually don't work for anybody. We're vigilantes. That's uh, right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't need you out here, all right? We already got things taken care of. I run protection on here, all right? You do? You seem to just be harassing people on the subway for a seat. <laughs> well, 
well, I'm powerful. That seat was mine first, and the lady took it. Well, but are you gonna cry? No, I'm not gonna cry. The lady took my seat. You gonna cry, baby? I'm not gonna cry. If you, you really cry, want baby? to make a difference, you'll come with us out cry, to Jersey baby? to help look for Joe Gorga. I'm sorry. Those two slaps should knock you straight. Now join us. Join, join us. us. Now we there's five of us. Like you. There's five of us. Come be a vigilante with us. We're going to go find this new hot comedian who's got to get the venom out. All right, here. We're at the path station. Now we got to buy different tickets. <laughs> oh, see? This does cost money. See? <laughs> oh no the five of them never got to meet the four ass fucking beef men <laughs> we, we didn't get to do our nine way ass fuck <laughs> on Joe Gorgon's porch <laughs> in the wreckage of an old plane <laughs> I really related to on your guys podcast where you were like Let's try to do some scenes that don't end with like fucking or so like people like just have gross relationships or whatever. And the scene was like good, but you you could tell how how much it wasn't fun for you guys to like really have the parameters of it. And I relate to that so much of like oh I I want you could do good like good the good thing, but it's like I'm like so boxed in by it. I don't even know what I'm getting Uh, at. I related to that. The good thing is like. Also, like, over Zoom, like, I don't even know. It's not an excuse, but, like, it's hard to, like, not be in a physical space. It's hard to not just do what you do when you're not in a space with people, you know, creating a space together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tough. Yeah. It is true. I, I find when I do it here, I tend to, like, like a dog, like, not be able to, like, look forward. When I improvise mm. on Zoom, I'm like always like looking other places or yeah, like dogs, shutting my why eyes. Why can't dogs look forward when they improvise? <laughs> they can't. They, I've tried. You know, you can't like look a dog in the eye. The dog just constantly will be like, you know, I feel like I, that that's very hard. And then I feel like, am I not? I should be looking at everybody. But I'm like, they're not looking at me. Nobody's looking at each other. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like the mix of exactly what you're saying. There's like the false connection where you're looking at someone, but you're not actually looking at them. Like, cause to look at you, I'd have to look at a camera to make eye right. contact with you, but then I wouldn't be seeing you. And then the other thing of like, I am self-conscious of my face on the screen. So I'm kind of trying yes. to look away from it all the time. I should just hide it. But I, for the show, I want to make sure that I'm not like off camera or blurry or whatever fucking thing. Yeah. Get- I've, uh, I've tried that. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, just that I get very into everybody that's on the screen, and then every once in a while I'll remember I'm actually in a room alone by myself, and and that <laughs> yes. takes me out of it. It's kind of like, oh, am I a loser or, or something? <laughs> yeah, we tried – John and I tried doing a few – we'll probably do a few more of like our Tony and Johnny shows, like a variety show we used to do with The Beast, where we did them on Zoom or on on Twitch. And the trick I found if you're doing like – I think we found if you're doing like sketchy – improv kind of, you know, you're not really writing it, but you have a concept is you have to, you do, you have to lean into the format of what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you like have to make it that it's like some sort of broadcast or it's some sort of t- fucking Zoom meeting. Right. So it like really also just radically limits <laughs> what you can do before it just looks stupid, you know? Yeah, right. totally. So it's like... It's a hard limiter, but man, I don't want to go out and do anything live. That's like the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be so petrified on stage if 
I remember right before the pandemic really hit in February, James and I did a show in Connecticut on like February 28th or 27th. 2020. 2020. And like, you know, we had been traveling. So we knew like, I think even more than the coverage was going, we were like, this thing is going to be bad. We were already saying it in the show and everything. And we show up and there was three women in the front row with masks on. Right. And I, the whole show, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh, yeah, yeah, Bernie, yeah, whatever. Like, just like looking at these three people. And we used to go into the audience at the end, you know, for like our end thing. And it comes up and James is going to the audience. And I was just standing there like this. I was like. <laughs> and he's like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, no. And I like just peeled into the back and then he ran back. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, wait till everybody leaves. Wait till everyone leaves. They're all diseased. They're all diseased. <laughs> and I was like, that's the end of doing live shit. Like I can't focus at all. Uh, did you get any in, in the like vaccinated period of live shows? In front, I was in front going to, but the vaccinated period in New York was like, I had like traveled for something in May. So like I got back end of May and was then fully vaccinated May 5th. So then what, two weeks. So like, it was like basically June and July and you know, someone go, let's do this. And I'd be like, yeah, maybe. But like, I wanted to like go out and have like dinner and stuff first, like do things with like my wife and friends. And then by the time we went to Canada in August for family vacation, we got back, things were starting to ramp again. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's funny all these like photo, like backstage photos of people like, I'm so excited to be doing it live again. Then it's like, no, you're not. Get out. <laughs> Get off the stage again. Like, we're back. Yeah. So excited to be back. It feels so good. It's like, no, it doesn't. Get off. Get off. Back home. Go back home. <laughs> yeah, we got this one we got brutal. a few in, and I am like already pretty upset that I didn't like just sit and appreciate it because I thought it was like before Omicron was like, oh, maybe this is possible now, and then it just went away, and it was like, oh, this. Yeah, there's like the ethical reason that I wouldn't want to do it, and just I couldn't be present. I don't think on stage it sucks. Yeah, I mean, if I lived alone, I mean, the other thing is like my wife, does, you know, is definitely immunocompromised with like severe allergies and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, th it, there's also the thing of like, am I really going to go out to some show and then like what, willy nilly come back? And then if she got sick, I'd be like, wow, I was like, I got my fucking wife sick with something that could be bad because I wanted to like kick it around on a stage. Something I've done for like, 20 plus years and had more than enough rewarding memories from, you know? Yeah. And, and so like that, that's always now where I'm at is like, I have to consider that somebody else who doesn't like to even be around people has to like deal with my like collateral damage, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's like the owing it to whoever else is in your life, which like there's varying degrees of for people. Which sucks. Yeah. Which sucks. I hate, 
I hate it. I hate being accountable to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of, here's a segue. It's not going to work. But speaking of non-live comedy, um, check out the Phony and Collie show, everybody. It is a a, new favorite of mine. And uh, Ryan and I were very uh, excited and honored to have you guys on our podcast. I will have you guys on. Would you want to come come on on together? Yeah, you want to come on together or What do you like to do? How do you want to do it? Uh, Choose now. No no preference. I'm sorry. I don't have a preference. Yeah, whatever you like. (laughs) Oh. Whatever. I mean, it it pads out our guest booking if you come on separately. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah. uh, I mean, we'll do three. Do one separate, then do one together, the whole thing. That's fine with us. (laughs) Why don't you just... Start doing it with us. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just stop. And then you just do that do one that too. As well. okay. Are you guys on all things comedy also? No, no. no. Um, we are, I guess, independent, uh, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet that works for you, right? But I bet it's pretty good, right? You got a Patreon, you get a little money coming in and stuff, right? Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. nice. We've had like a, a it's been pretty nice, consistent, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that it must be. Like nice. you're you're considering, maybe? In other words, you, so so you put out effort to make something, and then you actually get a direct reward from the people who listen to it. Because they appreciate it by subscribing to it, right? That's how it ended up working for us. How long did it take to build it, though, before you started getting that reward? Well, we came in with, like, people who, like... 12 episodes? Like, yeah, 12, and then it was there, and then we made a lot of money. (laughs) We came in with, like, uh, people who like us in the podcast world from our Big Grande podcast, The Teacher's Lounge. And so there was, like, uh, built-in people who, who wanted to hear it, and then... Uh, but it, it was a lot of work in the sense of like putting we put out the lot the these episodes for free. Sure. Um, so there's like a lot of I, I don't know how I, when I would. Well, I mean, we're doing that yeah. now. So we're all we already got that box checked. Basically, our <laughs> conversation was like, well, we do shows for anywhere between <laughs> six to one hundred and twenty people live when, when that was still happening uh, and, right. and don't get paid. So if we can get six to 120 listeners and make $5 a month off of each of them, then that's like great. Plus it. That's great, gives, right? Yeah, it gives us something to do. It lets us yeah, that's meet and dollars $5, $5 a month as opposed to $5 a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good. So it's something to consider. I don't know if it's a, the conversation you've ever had or something like that. <laughs> Thickly um, veiled, for sure. Thickly veiled. Um, but, uh, Tony, is there anything else you'd like to plug or anywhere people can find you? Oh, well, every weekday, Monday through Friday, you can watch on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Fatty Coffee with Tony, which is the loosely put together daytime talk show we talk politics we talk comedy and we also uh plug the phony and collie show constantly (laughs) on the live stream so it's really just a weird daily plug for the phony and collie show podcast (laughs) but uh you should check it out it's always fun we and we do have big guests uh drop by from time to time so well, if you there liked you this last five minutes podcast where we're plugging stuff, then I guess that's a big thing to listen to is more more plugging. Uh, yes. John, yes. anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I'd like to plug my podcast, The Phony and Collie Show. Love it. Uh, a new oh, episodes boy. come out every Monday um, <laughs> on all things comedy. And I'd like to plug that too. <laughs> 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 um, well, thanks again for being Nothing here. Else. Is that all? Uh, That's great. it. Great. 
Um, and uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks oh. for having us. This was so much fun. Thank you guys for being here. Truly, our pleasure. Yeah, I, I always. That. Anytime you want to have simulated anal sex together, slam <laughs> us on and eat beef. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You don't get that from a lot of people. Well, so. That's my yeah. Yellow Jackets inspired yeah. scene. It was uh, as someone who's only seen yeah. the pilot of Yellow Jackets. It was it, it was very reminiscent to me. Oh my god! What a great great show. I'll stick with it then. Uh, Stick with it. It's worth it. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Again, that's patreon.com slash you're the man now dog. Big thank you to Brian Holmes for editing and production help, Casey Trailer for the theme song, and Annie Wu for the logo. And everyone out there for listening, Anthony else, Ryan? That's it. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.